freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 106 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, today our theme is the economy of tyranny. And in my opener, I, I just touched on how much time and energy, these are such finite resources, time, energy, and money that we Americans put into working around the rights restrictors, the people that are censoring us, the people that are causing us to have to change the banks that we deal with because certain banks don't want to deal with the firearms industry. Facebook is closing people's accounts and shutting them down and silencing them in in multiple different ways. And that really does affect our economy. And I believe it is caused by tyranny. And tyranny is defined in the dictionary. Let me find my notes so that I say it right. Really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. Um, I've lost it here. Oh, cruel, unreasonable, or arbitrary use of power or control. Really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. And some people who are just amazing and delightful and just sparkly all over are our next two guests. That's the Dynamic Diamond and Silk. These are biological sisters from North Carolina that stand with the silent majority. As American women, they are voicing their opinions about media bias, political babble, and the repetitive political tactics that they feel the average American is tired of being subjected to. And recently, Facebook censors deemed that their content was unsafe for the community, which I think falls under that category of unreasonable, arbitrary use of power and control, that tyranny. And so their story has been told on Capitol Hill, and it's been a week since we've uh, talked with them at all, and I want to get back and find out what is the latest update on their situation. Ladies, are you with us? Oh, yes, Yes. we are here. We're with you. We are so excited to talk with you. Um, I, I hate the reason that we're talking, uh, I wish that it was just because we were catching up, but what the heck is this censorship? What, how, how have you been censored, and what is going on now? Okay, well, this is how we've been censored. We have, well, we had, let me go back to when. We had over 1.2, now we have 1.6 million followers on our Facebook um, follower-like page. Mm-hmm. And whenever we drop content, the people that follow and like our page wouldn't receive a notification. We're not showing up in their news feed. When they take and they want to see our page first, it jumps back into and they set their settings to do that. It jumps back to default. So those are the ways that we're being censored, where That's people right. can't see our content. Mm-hmm. And so we've been back and forth with uh, Facebook 
for about six months now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, they came to a conclusion on April the 5th. They emailed, and they told us that they deem our content and our brand unsafe to the community. Now, our brand is us, Diamond and Sip. We're two human beings. We're not a cup. We're not a plate. We're two human <laughs> beings, two black chicks that's down with politics, that loves our president, mm-hmm. that's very patriotic and love our country. That's right. So we couldn't understand why. Why are they deeming us unsafe to the community? And they didn't even specify what community. So mm. what we did was on um, April the 6th, we put out an email. Not an email. We sent out a, 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 a tweet. A tweet, mm-hmm. and we put it on Facebook, asking, uh, asking them, why? What makes us unsafe? Right. We are two black women who loves our country, who loves the president. Why are we unsafe to the community? And the reason why that we act, pose this question and tag Facebook in it is because they said that the final, this was the final decision, and that we could not appeal that decision. Whoa. So we had questions to ask. Mm-hmm. What deem us unsafe? What is unsafe about two black women supporting our president? Mm-hmm. We had questions, and we still have yet to get answers. Right. So, so after that, we you know we we talked about it, we discussed it, and uh, we've been getting a lot of people. Okay, I'm, I'm, you're not showing up in my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not. Um, 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 I, I can't set you all to see first. It's putting it back to default. I haven't been getting my notifications. It looked like they've unfollowed me from your page because I've never did it. So a little tactics, a little biased tactics like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the latest is on April the 12th, Facebook reached out to us via Twitter. Twitter and they said they were trying to get in contact with us. And so what we did was, what we had interviews all that day on the 12th. So on the 13th, we took and we emailed Facebook from the email that they sent us on April the 5th when they deemed us unsafe to the community Mm -hmm. because they was trying to get in contact with us. So then they told us to wait for an email from a Neil Potts. Well, my theory is, why is a Neil Potts emailing us? Why isn't Facebook emailing us? Now, I want you all to understand, we have 46,000, over 46,000 emails in our inbox. You want me to tell you how we know that when we get something from Facebook, because it's going to say Facebook. Facebook right. It's not going to come in somebody's name. It's right. going to come in Facebook name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not an individual that we don't know we ain't never heard of. And, so and they say that, that like it's... Sorry, it's like they say that, like, we've been trying to reach you. You're like, we're not hard to find, okay? I I just need to clarify something. Hmm. They put out in the media that they was in direct communication with us. Oh, come on. And that was a lie. They never spoke to us. We wasn't speaking. The last communication we had with Facebook was on April the 5th when they deemed us unsafe to the community and told us it was not appealable. Mm-hmm. That was our last communication with Facebook uh, 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 before we went in, you know, before the media started calling for us to speak about what was happening. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they played this game because they were trying to cover their own tracks. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get caught up in that game. Mm-hmm. Right. We have our proof. We know that we were being censored. I mean, we have all of our documentation. That's right. So what we've decided to do is, you know what, we, 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 we're going to have to turn this over so somebody else can sort of handle this because 
I'm not going to get caught up in the games that they're trying to play to cover their own track. That's Good right. For you. And we we do show where you know we did see where Mark Zuckerberg he did admit that this was their era. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's been their error for over six months, twenty nine days, five hours, forty minutes, and forty three seconds. <laughs> but okay. who's counting, right? But we've been back and forth with with Facebook for that amount of times, and they've given us excuses after excuses mm-hmm. after excuses. Mm-hmm. And so, with with all of that said, you know, the deal is conservative voices are being censored. Mm-hmm. People pages are being shut down, banned, um, just because they're pro Trump. Um, and people, that should not happen with people. We understand that Mark Zuckerberg, he's like the American dream, okay? We look at that. But Diamond and Silk also want to obtain the American dream as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's all we've been trying to do. But for somebody to come and pull the rug from underneath our platform, from underneath our foot, and take their feet and put it on our necks and suppress our voices, that is wrong. Wow. Well, ladies, I want to welcome you to the show. This is Dan. I just have one comment. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and I I can't see anything offensive or anything that Facebook needs to protect me from. But here's the thing. You said that Facebook said they made an error, and they've been Mm -hmm. trying to contact you. If they made an error, why don't they just fix it? They don't need to contact you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> they didn't contact us. They didn't contact us when they put those restrictions and suppress our page. They That's didn't contact right. us. They put all those algorithms in place. That's right. To suppress our page. So get that stuff off of our page. Right. Fix and it. that's what we want them to do. Not only our page, but all conservative pages. That's right. It's hashtag fix it right now. Hashtag. That's right. Hashtag fix it. Fix our stuff. You know. Listen, we, we are very patriotic, and because we don't swing the left to the left and we don't swing, swing in a liberal way, you can't silence our voices, not only our voices, anybody's voices. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to marginalize us. You're not going to insult our intelligence. You're not going to try to make us look stupid in the media. You're not going to do that where you know this is clearly your fault, your bias. This is You did this. You created it, you kept it going, and you did it. And another thing, because we are all conservatives, even the conservatives where their pages are also being censored, you know, how is it going to be an even playing field where the board is, is leaning liberal? Yeah, of right. course they're going to be biased. Mm. They, they don't like the fact that President Trump is our president. Right. You wow. know, and so it's just, it's, it's like you're dealing with... It's like you don't if you do, you don't if you don't. I hear you. But you know what? I heard you say at the beginning that you started, uh, when all this mess started six months ago, which I didn't know it was going on that long, mm-hmm. that you had 1.2 million viewers and now you have 1.6 million viewers? Yes, ma'am. So yeah. amen to that. You thank guys, you, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what the devil meant for evil, God, God turned it around for our good. Right. Oh, but, you amen. know, we can't just shut up and we can't stop. Wait a minute. We are being censored, not only us, but a bunch more conservatives are being censored and pages are being shut down. See, you can't turn this into a political playground for Democrats, and that's what we see. We see that this here, Facebook is being turned into a political playground for one side and one side only. That's right. And that's not going to work. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. So we're going to have to speak out about it, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. Well, I love that you ladies are speaking out. Too often we, we just, you know shrug our shoulders and move on and just find some other venue or we feel like well we're just one person so what can we do and you ladies are just powerful 
presences. You are a voice for so many of us. And I just applaud everything that you're doing. And I thank you so much for spending this time here with us. I definitely want to check back in with you and find out what's on Neil Potts's mind whenever he gets around to finding you because you're so hard to find uh, <laughs> and we'll definitely Maybe tweet us. <laughs> yeah tweet you they need to write us in facebook not somebody that we don't know amen facebook, that's how we know it's facebook that's right I hey agree. and don't forget to go and visit our diamond and silk page you yes. know we're on a chit chat tour go to diamond and silk.com Click on Chit Chat Tour and get your Chit Chat Tour tickets. We're going to be in North Carolina, New Orleans, uh, New, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, California, Ohio, and we have some more dates that we're adding. I didn't hear Phoenix on there. Oh, better fix that. <laughs> better get that it, one on there. Yeah, it may be one of the uh, other dates that we may be adding. We'll see. I love it. Well, thank you so much, ladies. We will definitely be checking back in with you. Have an amazing tour and blow the lid off of that $1.6 million uh, viewers, we will find you. Ha whatever Facebook does, we will find you because we want to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thanks so much. Diamond and Silk. Amazing. All right. Well, stick around because we have Sean Maloney up next. Sean is a passionate defender of the Second Amendment. He is a current NRA board member and he just participated in a debate this morning about school safety. We want to check in and see how that went. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 
Thank you for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited to bring our next guest on, Sean Maloney. Now, Sean is a passionate defender of the Second Amendment. He's a current NRA board member and is an NRA benefactor life member. He's a defense attorney and a member of the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers and co-founder of SecondCallDefense.org. Welcome to the show, Sean. It's good to talk to you again, and it was great seeing you this morning, and I appreciate the opportunity I had to, to perform for you, so thank you. Oh, Sean, welcome to the show. You know, I want to start by, I saw you this morning at that uh, interview. Uh, the, the debate, debate, the school debate, school and safety debate. You were so calm, uh, calm and you, you gave her credit, you know, for what she was thinking. You very courteous you, very to, your, yes. to your counterpart. So I, I appreciate I, that. We appreciate that. Well, and it was it was kind of simple because I've been living uh, arming teachers and faster for six years and thinking about it much longer because you and I and all your listeners who understand what a farm can do and the good thing a farm does and also understand it's a very small percentage of the people that use them for bad purposes. And, you know, I agree with her. I think we all do. You know, we need to figure out what's, what's creating these kids. Why are these people doing this? You mm-hmm. know, whether it's a psychotropic drug she mentioned and um, and I have no problem supporting her and what she does, but my only difference was the fact that when society does let some individual like uh, the Parkland shooter uh, escape or fall through the cracks, the cracks, so to speak, I want to make sure that somebody is there to save our children's lives. They're our most precious resource that we are ever going to have, and it's paramount of importance that we take care of our kids first. I understand what she's doing. I understand what the possible outcomes could be. But I also understand I, that I don't want to take a second chance uh, on anybody's children. Right. And it, looked, it sounded to me that she had some really smart ideas, but it looked to me like those would take 15 to 20 years to, to make an impact where yours was tomorrow. Yes, today. Well, you know, you're actually you're right. In fact, Judson Crossland and I from uh, SM Instruction, we were talking about that same thing. You know, you need to reach these children at four and five years old and develop them and, and try to control them. Then how do you reach the children that are 16, 17 years old that are already out there that are outside of the system? So, you know, and this is a systemic problem, and I think we all agree that what she's proposing, yes, you know, may well work, but even under the best of circumstances, it's a year-to-year-to-year-and-many-year process. And what are we all cared about? We're caring about the lives of our children and how we can protect them. And saying it's not going to happen, uh, placing a no-gun sign, and then basically leaving our teachers, like the football coach, before the helpless. Mm, right. To use his body. The only thing he had was his body to try to save his kid. Mm. And he knew he was going to die. And nobody talks about what happened after he died. Those kids probably were killed also. Right. Exactly. And the killing continues. Right. Exactly. And one of the points, too, is that, you know, you had said, somebody asked you a question um, Ohio is already armed. There's a lot of teachers armed in Colorado. Uh, has it made a difference? And, you know, it's hard to, to judge that because when the, the people that are bad know that they're armed, they're going to go somewhere else, right? So you're, how many you're people... Absolutely, you're, 
Right. How many people have we deterred because they know they're armed? You're absolutely right. How do you prove that negative? How do you prove what didn't happen? And uh, I can remember some schools that uh, that I, I spoke to the, the, the school board several occasions. Uh, and one was a beautiful campus near the Ohio River, basically near Portsmouth, Ohio, in the middle of nowhere. But the campus was 10 or 15 miles away from any civilization. They had an elementary school, their administration building, a middle school, and a high school. And they were all alone, and they, and they knew it. And so the moment they decided to, to uh, protect their, ch- their, 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 their children and teachers with firearms and advanced medical training, they put a 10 feet by 10 feet sign up uh, that said we're armed. Right. And, and you're not going to walk into a place like that. And, and what I like about the, the other schools, I mean, I'm sure it leaks out, but now people wonder. You know, you talk about it, you engage in this conversation, and they wonder, well, is that school protected by firearms? And it, even if it is a soft target, people don't realize, and they, they have to second-guess themselves. As a criminal defense attorney, I told people for years, these uh, bad people just don't step out of bed in the morning and decide, I'm going to commit a crime today. They plan it, they look at it, and, and they want to come home from work, and if work is burglary, the same way you and I want to come home from work. So, you know, we got to give them credit, and they understand that, that they want to come home, and they're going to be deterred by the possibility that someone's armed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean, I, I use that example of the sign. I have a truck that has guns all over it. And there's been a couple times I've been in dark parking lots where people have approached me. But as soon as they could read the truck, they sharply turned and walked away. Mm-hmm. And on my shirt that says uh, AZ, AZ Firearms. Firearms on it, when they get in focus and they just magically walk away. <laughs> so they could be offended that I have guns or they could have <laughs> been wanting to uh, uh, conf- confront me. So. Having signs out that says, you know, our teachers are armed, how could that be a bad thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't be. And that's what uh, Richard, Sheriff Richard K. Jones from Butler County in Ohio, uh, shortly after Parkland, he put the word out that he would train any teacher or school personnel that wanted the training for free. And he had to cut it off at 2,000 because he just, and he'll start it up again. But you have 2,000 teachers in less than a week in Butler County say, you know, bus drivers, teachers, administrators, I want trained because that's the answer. After the uh, uh, the shooting that happened in Butler County, the first words out of the sheriff's mouth is, is, is parents have to demand that your teachers are armed because we can't be there. And even in that Madison shooting, there was a school resource officer there. The, the, the shooter simply waited until the resource officer walked down the hall right. and, then, and then he drew his firearm. So it's important that that, that Cheryl, you're armed, and, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's armed, and nobody quite knows. And, and that's the mm-hmm. deterrent. That's why any state that adopts uh, concealed carry laws, you know, violent crime drops immediately. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things is instead of saying, uh, you know, the people that are saying, why are we trying to arm teachers? Why are you trying to disarm people who are like me, who whatever my day job is, that, that part of me that is trained and, and has a concealed carry license and all that sort of thing, why are you trying to disarm me? So, you know, well, go ahead. And I'm, I'm going to let you know immediately that I'm going to steal that from you. So I hope you don't get upset when you Not hear me on the radio all. or a seminar when I say people say, why are you trying to arm teachers or why are you trying to disarm these, these law-abiding loving, caring individuals who carry a firearm throughout their normal life because they care about themselves, their, their family, 
and any innocent bystander out there, why are you trying to disarm them when they carry every moment of their life except when they go to work and then you say, ah, not in here, where you have something so much more to, to, uh, to protect. Absolutely. And, you know, the people like your counterpart this morning, Katie McPherson, she she really did a good job. And she is, you know, flanking from one angle, like Dan said, she's going after the long Mm -hmm. game. You're flanking at this problem from the immediacy of it. So I think really together you guys had an incredible message. But she had so much fear in what she was saying. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, not only are you somebody that's trained this forever, you're also a criminal defense lawyer who deals with the aftermath of, of people that have used guns well and, and not well. And you also are the co-founder of Second Call Defense. We've only got a couple more minutes, but can you talk to folks about what that is about? Yeah, I'm, I'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to give you a plug. Thank you. Uh, you, you. You and your husband need to grab Katie and get her to the range. Because yeah. I think as soon as you do that, she's a great person yeah. with great goals, long-term goals. And, and I could tell she was just afraid and scared and didn't have the familiarity. So I think that give her the familiarity with firearms and the opportunity to, to understand what the good they can do. I love and then that maybe idea. That, that, that'll help her move forward. And certainly you're the person to do it. So. Thank you. I and, will uh, definitely follow up on that. And we're open for anybody that wants to do that. Oh, absolutely. They need to do that. You know, if they have a general fear, and you can you can read that in the things that she was saying. She had an unfamiliarity, a certain amount of fear, and basically her knowledge came from the MSNBC or, or the left-wing media about what if a student gets a hold of a gun and, mm-hmm. and all these what-ifs mm-hmm. because they don't have the facts on their side, so they have to use the what-ifs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but she had good ideas. Unfortunately, I want something to save my kids tomorrow. Absolutely. Now, the second call to fence was something that I created as a defense attorney. I was representing good guys with guns over and over and over again. They didn't have the money for bond money. They couldn't figure out how to get a good attorney. And, and nine times out of ten, I worked for them for free. And I didn't have a problem doing that because I'm so passionate about my Second Amendment rights and my rights to keep and bear arms and my God-given right to protect myself, that when I see somebody – that, that's really being persecuted by the government for a, a civil constitutional right. I don't have any problem uh, going out of my way to, to do what I think is right. You know, my father always said, you can do two things in life. Uh, you can do right or you can do good for yourself. And I've always mm-hmm. tried to do right for people. That's and awesome. uh, after I represented a few of these people, I said, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And that's when I created Second Call Defense. So it's a membership organization that apprised of uh, provide the needed assistance to force use your firearm and self-defense, call 911 first. Your second call is the second call defense. We have a foundation. An attorney will be on the phone. Immediate bail money. We'll find you the best attorneys wherever you are. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. If I was forced to use my firearm right now, I would call a second call defense, and the attorneys that are thinking clearly will give me a list of the best attorneys in Phoenix, Arizona area for me to, to defend myself. Absolutely. We'll pay for that, the expert witnesses. And provide us the protection that we need. I said, what, what would I want to see? And, you know, I always tell the story. Uh, I trained a, uh, an individual. He's 23 years old in concealed carry class. Two or three months later, he was forced to brandish his firearm. Uh-huh. I knew that everything he did was, was absolutely correct, but he was arrested for felonious assault. And he called me in tears on a Friday night. And I know this young individual with three kids under the age of six years old and a 22-year-old wife 
would not be the same person Monday morning after spending a weekend in jail. Mm. And we walked, the wife and I walked, walked around all night long getting bail money and bailed him out so he didn't have to stay the weekend. But I said, there's got to be a better way. Absolutely. And it's the right thing for, for gun owners to do. It also provides unlimited civil protection. You have a million and a half dollars, you know, on some levels for civil protection because you know what's going to happen, even if you're acquitted. They're going to try to get you civilly. And Absolutely. I want to make sure that that your assets are protected. So. Very good. Well, thank you so much. We've got to run, but we really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of that with us. Sean Maloney, secondcalldefense.org. Also, fastersaveslives.org. Check out these two brands. And, uh, Sean, anything else you want to leave our listeners with? I want to I want to thank you personally for bringing me out. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to I, I'm hopeful make a difference in, in Arizona. So I appreciate everything that you two do, and you're a treasure. And I hope everybody appreciates what they have in Arizona. Wow, you're awesome. Thank you so much, and right back at you. Thank you for all you do, Sean Maloney. Thanks, Sean. Have a good safe we'll time here. Yeah. All right, safe travels. All right. Well, we have one more guest waiting in the wings, Don McDowell. He is the host of Shake, Rattle, and Troll Radio, coming on to talk to us about what's going on down by our southern Arizona border. Stick around. Hey, everybody. This is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, our next guest is Don McDowell. He is the host of Shake, Rattle, and Troll Radio show for seven years years and running. Holy cow. To his list of accomplishments, Don adds professional bass angler, saltwater charter master, radio personality, member of the United States Coast Guard, and hunting enthusiast. Don has spent considerable time along the southern Arizona border, and he is here to help us better understand what the situation is for people trying to enjoy our beautiful deserts in those areas. Don, are you with us? I am, uh, and good day to you. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited and so honored that you came on. You're such a, you know, you're a veteran at this, and we're still, uh, you know, in our training wheels with our radio show. So I, <laughs> I'm so excited that you're, you're our guest today. 
Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, you know, your first love is of the water, right, and fishing. So before we dive into what's going on along the border, let's talk about the fishing report because something is just getting started. Salt water's just getting started. Am I right about that? Yeah, you know, we have the uh, pelagic or migratory uh, tunas coming in uh, offshore, and uh, we've got a 42-foot trawler over in San Diego and spent a lot of time uh, out of H&M landing. And right now, uh, we've got a pretty pot of uh, yellowtail and bluefin down at a place uh, off the Baja called Pustalanet. And that's about 110 mile one uh, out of San Diego. But they're moving up. Uh, you know, the uh, the boats that are going are having good numbers. So, you know, I, actually, I'm anticipating a fairly good year. I don't think it's going to be as stellar as last year. Um, last year, the last couple of years, we've had. Uh, Pretty good grade of bluefin uh, fishing, everybody. I'm talking, you know, 100 to uh, 200 plus pound uh, tunas. And, and what's interesting, you'll be out there on a bite, the 25 to 45 pound fish, and, you know, geared accordingly, you've got 20, 30 pound test line. And here comes these boxcar guys just trashing everybody on the boat, snapping line, breaking rods. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and, and, and it's really fun, so. You know, you really got to be on your toes, you know, with these tuna. Yeah, that pretty is, fun. That is awesome. I, I think Dan just got up and left the room. I think he's going to get his fishing gear. He's heading down to San Diego. After hearing that, I, it, he, he's definitely heading down there. I love, yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, just have, have give me a call. We got a little scholarship over there, so let's do it. How long, do, how long is the ride from San Diego to where the fish are? Uh from from my front door to the marina, it's five hours and twenty seven minutes. If I only spend uh, eight minutes in uh, Yuma, <laughs> so. oh, okay. and then once you're on the boat, how far do you have to go to get to the good fish? That is a loaded question. It, it depends on what you're doing. Uh, we uh, support the Malahini boat, which is a three quarter day boat. Uh, they historically go out. Uh, Fish, uh, fish the islands, uh, and the main thing is you have to have a passport if you're offshore. It's, mm-hmm. it's mandatory. If you don't have one, you're not going. So it just depends if the yellowtail are hitting pretty good. Uh, you can go up in a three-quarter day. Uh, I would recommend a day-and-a-half trip, which is obviously overnight. And uh, you go for a little bit of a boat ride. Uh, you Basically what happens is you check in, you get on the boat, they pull port at uh, 10 o'clock, stop the bait receiver. And then you're off to wherever they're going. You'll start fishing about an hour before gray light and uh, fish all day, uh, do a drift that night, have a nice dinner, fish a little bit uh, the next day, and uh, head back to port. So wow. you just need to pay attention to uh, what, what, the, what species you want to target, uh, what they're doing, and you know how much time and expense you want to uh Right there. Sure, sure. Well, in addition to uh, fishing, you are also quite the hunter, out the outdoorsman of all sorts. And uh, when you and I were chatting recently, we were at a, a business expo together talking about the, the outdoor sports here in Arizona. We were talking about, you know, along our southern Arizona border, that all this activity, all this, you know, illegal crossings, there's human trafficking, there's all this stuff going on, and people don't realize that that is impacting the conservation. It's impacting the hunting. It's impacting people's safety to be able to 
to even go down in that area. And you've spent a considerable amount of time uh, in, I mean, not just studying it, right? You've experienced it. And I thought you could kind of help bring that reality to to our listening audience. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've hunted down there extensively, uh, units 36A, B, and C, and in, 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 uh, 34. Anyway, basically what, what's going on, we're, we've got the only state in the union where we have to put armed guards with our deer biologists, and, 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 and that's crazy. So we took a hard look. We've got about 27 hunting units in southern Arizona, uh, below Tucson, Department of Homeland Security. It's put a demarcation line in, in a little book that says, uh, paraphrasing, if you go beyond this line, it may impact the quality of your outing. You know, really. <laughs> what if does you, that if mean? You, if you, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, you get shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, we've got about 30,000 square miles, depending on how you measure it, and uh, we've got the human trafficking. And, and, and this is all because of open borders. And, you know, I can do a whole week on open borders and the Democrats and the left wings and all the stuff they support. But by having open borders, we've got the uh, U2A or the uh, undocumented aliens, uh, human trafficking coming in, uh, and there's trash associated with that, you know, and, and, and the drug cartel as well. So mm-hmm. they're taking what used to be game trails, turning them into foot trails, mm-hmm. and then by virtue of uh, – Border Patrol doing their job. They, you know, they're out there chasing these guys on ATVs mm-hmm. and four-wheel drives. So pretty soon, you've got what used to be a game trail turned into a two-track that'll that'll take a uh, a four-wheel drive truck. Mm. And uh, we were down there uh, with partners of care, picking up garbage and trash and stuff, bottles, clothing, paper, uh, plastic bags. We collected over. 40 tons, and that was years ago. I haven't been down there. I just got aggravated and said, look, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, we've embedded with uh, Border Patrol. We're getting, uh, by the way, we're getting ready to go down there next week. Uh, uh, this time we're not going to be uh, escorted by uh, law enforcement or Border Patrol. We're going to be running uh, running commando style down there, taking a look at uh, my video that's coming down from uh, St. George, Utah. So we're going to go out and uh, That is so incredible. And I think that's something that people just don't think about. It's not like the top of mind of what it's talked about when we talk about our border security and all of the 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 migratory, all the the fancy words they want to use, yeah. undocumented, illegal, like whatever words you want to use for the people that are coming. Well, it's not it's not illegal immigration, it's an invasion. You can call it what you want to, you can sure go to what however you wish. And the bottom line is, you know, the uh, the situation that's going on right now, we have a term for the bass fishing that we do. It's called catch and release. Mm-hmm. We catch the fish, we take it for a boat ride, put them on the scale, put them back in the water. Mm-hmm. What's happening, even still today, God love Donald Trump or all the stuff he's doing, because the uh, deportation court is so backed up, they're catching these guys, they take them to the station, they process them, they give them a ticket, say, you're going to go see the deportation judge to get deported, which is going to be two years from now, and guess what? They kick them loose on U.S. soil. Where right. do you think they're going to go? Right. Are we going to find them in two years? Probably not. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. That, 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 
that's the deal. These guys are putting uh, you, your family at risk, uh, and everybody else, you know, national security, state security. The scary part about it is, Cheryl and Dan, it's not just Mexico's. The, the big wave right now is Hondurans, uh, Guatemalans, uh, El Salvador, San Salvadorians. But you look at the CBP's national nationality arrest, there's Syrians, there's uh, Jordanians, Palestinians, uh, Russians. You could, Russians, oh, my God, the Russians are doing the right. Yeah, Everything's the, the Russians these days. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, the Democrats gosh. haven't figured If they figure out Russians are sneaking in, we'll have a, we'll have a wall. There you <laughs> go. Bottom line. There you go. Well, you know, if you don't care about any of these other things, then maybe you care about the environmental impact, you know, because as you say, you know, you go out for a hunt with your family and you can see the sign saying, you know, your the enjoyment of your trip or however they phrase it can be impacted. And it really literally you could be putting your family in a life or death situation because there are some really yeah. serious yeah. Um, criminal behaviors taking place in that area and you know something's got to make people care about that area but we are almost out of time already and I want folks to know more about all the different things you do and how they can hear your radio show and and follow all your other work so can you fill folks in on that real quick before we have to run yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me again. You, know, you can check us out at uh, Shake, Rattle, and Troll, A-N-D-T-R-O-L-L.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. We're Sunday morning at 7 on 99.3 FM and 1580, uh, the Fanatic uh, on the AM side. Uh, we've got a newsletter that pretty much let you, let you have an idea of what's going on, what we're up to, and why we're doing it. So, Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Don, and uh, be safe out there. I, I look forward to hearing about how your trip goes when you're heading down there with your videographer. All right. I appreciate that. Simple Paratus. I'm out of here. <laughs> Love it. Don McDowell, Shake, Rattle, and Troll Radio. All right. Stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. And uh, Dan's shaking his head no, but we'll see. Maybe there's a commentary mm, coming your maybe. way <laughs> stick around and we're back with cheryl todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com oh az i get it as in arizona yes but oh or az as in everything from a to z well yes that too but what i'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across arizona and everything from a to z that's great news see my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home so i can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun absolutely azfirearms.com buys sells trades and even consigns your old firearms any vintage any style military long guns handguns hunting or home protection single items or entire collections we offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment staffed by knowledgeable people azfirearms.com is Knolltown avondale off i-10 and dysart road come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in arizona and for all your firearm and ammo needs visit azfirearms.com Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West. 
azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to talk about the unsung heroes, the people that save lives every day, save lives sometimes we never we never even know the lives that were saved because like one of our guests was saying, you know, you, you can't count the times that somebody was just deterred. You know, they know that, that a school has, is, has armed teachers or whatever. And so they, they don't, you know, have an attack, you know, they don't, um, uh, come in and, and inflict their damage. And so this is our responsibly armed citizen report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. We never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. We have all, you know, made a quick stop at a convenience store on the way home from work. You, you jump out of the car, you dash in, grab a soda, a carton of milk, or maybe a quick snack. You head back out to your car, and you're back on the road in a flash. The entire event rarely even registers in your memory. It's an afterthought as soon as you are back on your way. Well, this is the experience that one woman in Tucson, Arizona, expected to have last Friday night. It was 8.30 p.m., nothing particularly different than any other evening at 8.30. But on this night, as this young woman was getting back into her vehicle, danger arrives. And danger is demanding her car keys. Danger isn't just asking. He is wielding a hatchet raised above his head and ready to plunge the sharp edge into this young woman's head. In the immediacy of danger's attack, this young woman has no time to call the police. She has no hope of fighting off someone twice her size and armed with a hatchet. She was seconds away from being just another statistic, and another notch in danger's belt. But she is prepared, and she is aware of danger's tactics, and she was able to walk away from this attack because she is a responsibly armed citizen. Tucson AZ, Tucson's News Now. Saturday, April 14th, 2018. Police said a woman shot a man who allegedly threatened her with a hatchet outside a store on Tucson's South Side Friday night. The Tucson Police Department said officers responded to the area of South 6th Avenue and East Pennsylvania Drive around 8.40 p.m. for a report of a shooting. 
Police arrived at the scene and located a man on the ground with an obvious gunshot wound. Officers provided aid to the man before paramedics arrived. He was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say the woman who shot the man stayed on scene and complied with police. Investigators said the woman was leaving a store at the 4400 block of South 6th Avenue. She entered her vehicle and as she attempted to close the door, the man approached her and demanded her car keys while holding a hatchet. Tucson PD said the woman retrieved a handgun and told the man to leave. As the man raised the hatchet, she shot him, police said. She was able to keep the man from leaving the scene until officers arrived. The man remains in the hospital and charges are pending his release. Wow. Um, I, I'm kind of lost with this one. I mean, I kind of want to say you never bring a hatchet to a gunfight, but <laughs> I don't know if that's pro- proper. That's a gimme. <laughs> but here, here's the thing I'm, I'm puzzled with. In the top of the thing Cheryl read, uh, you're traveling, you stop for a quick snack, and back on the road in a flash. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. Have you ever traveled with Cheryl? Come on. <laughs> a quick flash? This is not a, about a, me. A quick flash, right? No. Multiple no. opportunities to stop and use a little girl's room. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you just never know. It could be a hammer, an axe, a gun, a fist. You just never know. And... So you have to always be aware, and thank God that she was armed. That's the what thing. What could have happened? He stopped. He opened the door on her car. Yeah. I mean, what if you have kids in the car? What? There's yeah. so many things, and you know, I hear these um, um, anti-rights people saying, "You don't need a gun," and you know, wh- nothing's going to happen. And I mean, Just we call see it the every day. Every day, it's yeah. almost like. Okay, I'll call the police everywhere I go. Police, come with me. You know, and that still doesn't solve preemptively the calling the police. Right. You know what? I'm I'm thinking about stopping on the roadside. I'd like the highway patrol to be there, please, because <laughs> I just you know I have a feeling. Yeah. So I mean, I'm laughing, but really, that's that's the situation. Danger looks for these opportunities, tries to take people by surprise, um, and you know we have no idea that the state this person was in that is wielding a hatchet you know when sometimes when they're these people are so whacked out on drugs or maybe they are mentally unwell there's no reasoning with them and I'm just so grateful that this woman had the foresight to um, get the the awareness training I mean I'm assuming a lot here but it seems like she was aware enough to know that she could be in a situation and had a firearm with her, was trained how to use it so she could grab it in an instant. And uh, she was able to stop this person that just because he might have, you know, gotten her car, maybe he wouldn't have harmed her. We don't know. But then the next person, these they get things stronger. tend to escalate. Right. And, and they get more desperate as they do this. And so it definitely, I mean, if you look at most criminals start small. Yeah. They, you know, they'll steal shoplift and then they'll do this and then they'll do that. And pretty soon they're robbing banks. So, I mean, that's how normally it goes. It doesn't, somebody just doesn't wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I'm going to get an axe. I'm going to go after somebody. Mm-mm. It's just not mm-hmm. a normal day's work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think that being aware is probably the main thing that a person should be. If you, even if you don't have a firearm, if you're aware, then you can get in your car quicker. You can, you can not go to the car, go back in the store. There's all kinds of things that you can do. So if anything, be aware of your surroundings. 
I think that really is key to everything and something that we can teach even the youngest among us. Um, just to, you know, we used to say stranger danger and, you know, things like that. I, I'm not sure what they teach kids these days, but uh, we really have to be aware that it's not even just how we interact with our physical surroundings, um, which we definitely need to be better about because so many of us are constantly staring at screens, right? Even people are texting while they're driving down the road, but walking through dark parking lots, you're looking at a lit screen, you are distracted. And they're making you a target because right? they see you now. They, they are illuminating your face, right? And your eyes need that extra little bit of time to adjust to your dark surroundings if you do try to keep your head on the swivel, as they say, and, and look around you and see who else is in the parking lot and what kind of activity and movement is going on around you. But also, not just our physical uh, locale, but how we interact online, how unsafe we make ourselves by telling people in real time, hey, I just checked into this restaurant. Right. Oh, well, if she checked into the restaurant, A, she's not home. Right. B, I can go position myself in the parking lot of that restaurant. Right. If I'm a bad guy and wait for my prey to come out yeah, looking normally, at her phone and normally, being distracted right, because normally, clearly she has her phone with her. And she's by herself because she, she's only taking a picture of her food, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. for me, I, I don't understand. I mean, now, there are some know? beautiful meals out who there, Dan. Who wants to know what I had for breakfast this There morning? are some gorgeous meals that I really mean, require on. a photograph, and that photograph needs to be shared. That's just the way it is. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to understand that. I'm oh, my goodness. Well, we are coming near the end of our show, and I didn't leave time for your commentary. You know what? Because I really, I think I'm not calm enough for one. Yeah. I mean, we, you talk about the Bank of America thing. You, you know, it just made me go back and think about all the things that we have to deal with in life right now, in, in our business. Um, you have one of the biggest hurdles was, of course, the banks, the credit card machines. But then you have the IRS, and then you have your insurance. Do you know how hard it is to get workman's comp insurance for a gun shop? Yeah, because no. I own one. But if you, you didn't own one. You know, we, we were actually denied. Now, state of Arizona requires you to have it. If you can't get it, they'll get one for you, right? Mm -hmm. No. No. They couldn't get me one either. And so we're sitting there going, well, what do we do now? Well, I finally dug through the holes and found somebody that would interest and they are actually cheaper than what i had had before well but, thank goodness for that right. but that goes along with our theme today the economy of tyranny how many of your man hours were lost trying to figure that out when you are the driver of these companies right. these these three businesses that you can do things that nobody else can do and you're mired up in you know phone call after phone call email after email just trying to hunt down this one tiny little piece of right. what and we how do. many gun shops have a problem with guns mm -hmm. i mean it, could it happen of course it could happen that's why you have insurance right but you know we've been out 11 years mm -hmm. we've never even had a misfire right well, what do you think James Brown would say about all that? James Brown would say, Hey! Thank you, James. 
and remote. <laughs> That's a statement right there. That's it. Hey. I can't even I can't even do it. All right. Well, we've got a we've got a wrap up for today. But boy, we just want to, you know, express our gratitude and our thankfulness for the opportunity to get to do what we do in the time and place that we get to do it. The people we've gotten to meet, the opportunities that social media has opened up to us. And that's why we feel it. That's why we get angry. That's why we get frustrated and and have to push back and speak up when censorship takes place and we end up in Facebook jail and Instagram jail and Diamond and Silk are censored and uh, our first guest Kelly McMillan is invited to leave a bank that he's been a loyal customer of you know we've got to push back on these things because the freedoms that we enjoy are so precious and I want them to be there for our daughter for our granddaughter for their children for her children on down the line just like you were saying if if it if we don't do something we're going to be like venezuela yeah where the government controls everything we do they start out with the stuff that some of you might not like and then they go to the stuff you start liking Mm -hmm. but then it's too late yeah once you take some of our rights away right they're going to take them all and you can't go back and say oh redo redo we got to do this one like i was on board when it was just the guns that were on the bad list but oh wait books too and oh wait i mean my gas car i what do you mean i can't have a gas car anymore right just because of you know so that's the problem so anyway thank you so much to our our tech crew here thank you to our listeners thank you to our guests we are just so blessed and fortunate uh, to know each and every one of you, and we value your time. As I said, it is your most uh, finite and valuable resource, and we we value the time that you spend with us. You could be doing anything, so we appreciate you. You're with us. So until next time, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, all of them, all of them, Dan, even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. You're pushing it now. Be- <laughs> Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. Evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.